0: Peace, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Vital Hoops podcast. My name is Fernando Cardenas, aka International XB. I'm your host. This is episode number 24. There's a lot going on in the basketball world right now, specifically in the NBA. Um, Also, the All-Star Game is coming up real soon. Uh, but we're not going to get into in, into any of that today. You know what I mean? I'll get into the All-Star Game uh, on the next episode after the All-Star Game. But um, today... I'm gonna talk with, you know what I mean? One of my boys from, from, from college. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to have him here today on the, on the Vital Hoops podcast. Um, he's an entrepreneur, investor, music producer, and much more. In the past, he worked with Finally Famous and IBGM. And today, his companies are Rebel Forever Music and Apple Tree Farming. Like I said, I'm very excited to have him on the show, my brother. A Dub the God, aka Godierre. Hey Dub, what's good, my G? How you doing, man? Yeah, pretty good, bro. Good to see you, Fernando. Good to see you, bro. Thank you for having me. Listen, man. Thank you, and welcome to the Vato Hoops Podcast, man. It's dope to have you, man. Listen, I love it when uh, I love to have some of my my homies from back in the day, man. It's dope, and uh, and you know. You fit right in because you all about the culture. This is what this is what Vida Hoops is about. You know what I'm saying? We played college Period. ball together. All that. <laughs> yes, but we we're gonna get into all that, man. We're gonna get yes, into- sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so listen, man. First of all, I just I I'd love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about you, man. You know what I'm saying? From Detroit City. Just let yes, them sir. know a little bit about you know, a little bit about you growing up and how you got into basketball, how you got into hip hop, you know what I'm saying? What was it like for you just Definitely. growing up in the D, man? Just the listeners know a little
1: bit thank you bro thank you for having me again bro really appreciate it like you said long time knowing you bro (laughs) you have college days young days but um even before you before meeting you bro i um pretty much was introducing the basketball just four or five six years old right Mm -hmm. um i'm the youngest of four boys so i come from a basketball family really right here in detroit so um, I had an older brother who played um and then uh, actually two of my older brothers played heavy uh mm-hmm. one of them went on to university of minnesota to play basketball in like 94 era and mm-hmm. um so that was our family's introduction to hoops for real for real like he was well known around the city so you know what i'm saying he used to make my other brother <laughs> that was right a, right above me he used to make him just travel around detroit and go and play one-on-one, you know what I'm saying, in, in a different neighborhoods around the city. Okay, yeah, yeah, kidding, yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was like, I, I had that type of big brother who was like an enforcer, right? So yeah. my brother was known for going around hood to hood and, you know what I'm saying, playing people one-on-one for money. Wow, and that's so,
0: dope.
1: Okay. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, and that was like pretty much our introduction, playing AU, playing PAL, things like that, ever since a kid. I was just, I, like I said, I'm the youngest. So by the time I started you know, came along. It was like training wheels. It was just you yeah, get you better get it fall in line. You know yeah. what
0: I'm saying. <laughs>
1: so, so that, yeah, w- where'd
0: you play? Where'd you play your high school basketball?
1: Um, I played at Montfort High School. I okay. played at Montfort High School. Okay. Yep, okay. it's um it's in Detroit, Northwest Detroit, okay. and um so okay. I started there. my My first year was 2003, my freshman year. Uh-huh. So it was like dope. It was like LeBron era, right? When when Brian was like a senior in high school. Yeah. So it was it was that's that my same of... high school era, man. I was in Jersey yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, damn. You see, yeah. I didn't know you was in Jersey. Yeah, yeah.
0: I did I did yeah, I did all my high school in the States. You know what I'm saying? I did um okay I did like freshman and sophomore year. I was down in Florida and then I and then I okay. moved to Jersey. I did a couple years Sweet. in Jersey junior and senior year. Uh I got the opportunity to go. I went to a prep school, Pennington Prep in Jersey, and and okay. I played. And I played. We played. Um, we played Joaquim Noah. We played. Uh, we, we even played Lual Deng and Blair Academy. And but we Woo. we got killed. We got killed though. But but yeah, because okay. yeah. we we were well, yeah, a smaller school. We were a smaller school, but we okay. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, no doubt. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know that, bro. I didn't know that. So then that's you had a crazy transition coming from down south up north, the weather and all that. that no dude, doubt. Yeah, cold that's just as totally in different... yeah. Michigan,
2: man.
1: <laughs> I already know. So but yeah, that was that. Like my, my young year, I kinda say I grew up with like a uh a, a hood fairy tale type, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, like, it wasn't like I wasn't poor. I ain't gonna say I grew up poor, you know what I'm saying? It was middle class, you know what I'm saying, hmm. two hard working parents. Mm -hmm. um my mom was a male lady pops was a cop you know what I'm saying so um it was that type of situation like I said brothers and um and not just regular brothers like it was like my brother was the man bro like I would wake up and then so I would say this like my life was kind of like I've always been ran, ran parallel with like the celebrity lifestyle and xyz because um like with the basketball world I would wake up some mornings in the summertime and like Maurice Taylor just be in my living room
0: like playing
1: my PlayStation. So I'm waking up like Okay. I'm thinking I'm in a dream. Like I just right. was playing with the LA Clippers last night and I know he young, but like I'm re- like he right here playing with himself on the video game. So like I was able to see at a young age, like, oh, it's possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what
1: I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, it's very possible. So that was about, that's what I mean by like a hood fairy tale because it was, like we was hood, but Absolutely. it was like yeah, yeah. So we had we was, a, it was we were in the mix and stuff with, through basketball, and sports and stuff. So that's why I always knew that it'd be possible, you know, just with sports and thing and where, where it could lead you to. No doubt. So that's how I got into hoops. <laughs>
0: no doubt. But yep, yeah,
1: I played at Mumford High School. Um, oh, go ahead. My bad.
0: No, no, no. I was I was going to ask you. I wanted to ask you what was do you remember what was some of like the dopest like the best um. Street bowl courts when you was growing up, like where it was, where it was popping at, okay. where dudes was really hooping at, or maybe yeah. gyms. I don't know, maybe gyms because I know like Saint Cecilia's, but I don't know if that's Thank around you. your time. But you, took,
1: you <laughs> took it out, you took it out my mouth, bro. Yeah. You already took it out, number Paul. But uh, you know what I'm saying? But, no doubt. but real talk, like, um, um, they like you that was the number one I was gonna say, Saint mm-hmm. Cecilia, bro. Mm-hmm. And then if you wasn't, and I'll get into that in a second, if yeah. you wasn't at the Saint. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because Saint was kind of set up for, like, that shit was different, bro. Like, it's pro run in that ditch. And it's in the summertime only. Like, yes, I get into that. But um, as far as Tyndall, like, if you in the hood, you're going to be at Tyndall on 7 Mile. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If you're, you That's where all the ball is. If you in zip code 48235, you're going to be over there at Tyndall. You know what I'm saying? Getting it in. And the and, same um, same chord the still
0: same court still rocking today, or no? That was just back in your day.
1: So actually, that's a great question, bro. Yeah. That's really a good question, bro. Cause actually, um they just remodeled Tyndall and okay. got like a whole, you know, they partnered up with like Ford, I want to say or something. I could be yeah. wrong, but yeah, so they got like they they redid the courts, things of that okay. nature up there. So it, it looked good. It's beautiful, bro. And nice. yeah, so that's still rocking, you know what I'm saying? Cool, cool, cool. Um other places like um uh, Bustle, so people used to go to this place called Bustle, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, it's very legendary yeah. places. And of course, I said it's like it really wasn't like an no, outdoor course, I could be wrong too about this. Yeah, it's it's, far, on the it's east too side, cold, but... man. It's too cold, yeah, exactly. Right? So, in the summertime, like yeah. people was hitting the Saint, you know, what I'm yeah, saying? they hit yeah. the gyms, they hit the center. Right. Then, it like I grew up playing in this, just it's, I gotta shout it out one time because like it was like an AAU. is where I six years old, seven years old, first time proud of a place called Lasky or something, Lasky okay. on the east okay. side, yeah. very yeah. random. But Hoopers enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because, yeah, man, so, listen. Cecilia, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, because, listen, man, Detroit got some ballers, man. I know everybody talk about yeah. New York, and, you know, rightfully yeah. so, but, you know, New York, Chicago, all these, L.A. now, but, you know, Detroit got yeah. some ballers, man. No, Make no bro. mistakes.
1: Detroit, Detroit, bro, like, man, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Word. Detroit, it used to be, like, a, a battle between, like, Detroit and Chicago all the time because we cousins. Yeah. But, you know, we Midwest cousins, but, like, bro, I done seen some ill shit in Detroit, my dog. I like Jalen Rose, like Bashan Leonard at the Saint, Lindsey Hunter at the Saint, putting up 52, like to see him just coming to it, just all work, you know what I'm saying? Wearing exclusive Jordan, the lake uh, colored yeah. Jordans. It's like- Yo, no, yo, by oh, the way, hold
0: on, like, by the way, do you remember, <laughs> was you was you with me? Was you with us when, when um you know, um when Lindsey Hunter was shooting around in, at our gym at Concordia?
1: At, at the gym. at Concordia. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. know what was happening. Yep. Like we didn't even
0: mm-hmm. like I'm just walking to go get a snack or some shit to the you know what I yep. mean? And then that's suddenly I look was, inside though. and Lindsay Hunter was yeah, shooting he, at, at our gym at like, Concordia University. That was gym rat, bro. It's a straight yeah, yeah, gym yeah. rat. He just needed to find like, a
1: gym. He was like, whatever. He don't care. And he's gonna be in there shooting. I got nice. a, another crazy story, like, even just growing up, right? So, and it's a crazy story, like, to go back and even, it's going to sh- tell a lot. Like, but my brother that's right ahead of me, not the older one. So, I got another one. Mm-hmm. And he, um, they actually just retired his jersey at our high school, right? Dope. So, and, yep, I'm very proud of him. So, um, I remember going to, like, every game he had at the, in his high school career, right? Mm-hmm. So, he was going to go to this school called Redford University. Uh, Redford University. Redford High School. Okay. At the time, it's nineteen ninety eight. They on fire, right? They probably had just went to the state champions. I don't know, like they was that good, right? So they was loaded this year, coming back with some seniors, everything. My brother's mm-hmm. freshman year, he a starting point guard on varsity, right? And this was like unheard of at the time, especially for this coach, Coach Green at the time, hard nosed coach, right? Yelling Bobby Knight style. So he got my brother starting, and I mean, not start. Forget though, forget all that. Season ain't even start yet. Okay. My brother about to go to um, refer, so we're practicing in the summertime, we just like shooting around, warming up up there with refer all the time, working out, training with them. Right. Well, he is, of course. I'm just little brother tagging along. Do you know I go in the gym one day and Howard Isley is in there shooting from half court <laughs> and not missing one three? Crazy. Bo, bro, Fernando, I'm talking about literally shooting from half Lights court out. like it's like it's nothing. That's crazy. And and I can't believe it. I'm like nine at the time. I'm uh, like, what? And that's another person. I go home, home and get Utah jazz that day. I pick Utah oh, jazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to play the Howard. Howard not playing like I just saw him shooting in the gym. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's a good story. But... <laughs> yeah, bro. So it'd be little things like that in my childhood where it's just like, this is crazy. Like, I just seen, like, I know I just seen this pro dude getting, get and working, doing, like, and putting work in in the uh-huh. summer, not the season time. Yeah, so, yeah. as a kid, that's showing me, like, dang, so this is what they got to do in the yeah, summer? This is how they get work. better? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, like, and he's not missing. Mm-hmm. And I know in them games, sometimes he might miss them shots. Uh-huh. So, that just go to show me that, like, oh, it's, it's about repetition. He yes, shot the sir. same. I can remember this day how he was shooting that ball the same way mm-hmm. every single time. Muscle memory, so that's, yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Exactly, bro. Yes, sir. So yeah, one other thing, because you you spoke on the on, on how we got the ballers. You remember the movie White Man Can't Jump? Yeah, of course. Did you know that that was about a Detroit basketball player, bro? Nah, I didn't know that, man. That's a dope story. Detroit basketball player from the east side of Detroit. My brother literally, had, literally, had just sent it over uh, like yesterday, and we was, I was watching this clip, didn't know, and um, I can't remember the actor name, the main character. The main but, character, yeah. um, uh, Wesley Snipes, man. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, no. The other, oh, the white was, dude, uh, the white dude. No, no, Raymond. His name was Raymond in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. The dude, the basketball player, kind of, but he came in and robbed in the store and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that was that's a that was a real story about an Eastside Detroit basketball. Oh, player. Oh, that dude. part,
0: was, that part. Okay. Yeah,
1: all that. Yeah, yeah. So people should look that up about the dude. yeah dude named Reggie. Reggie though, back in the day, Eastside cat, but he that's was crazy. That dude dude put up like 25 and 9 in his first game ever in the NBA against Wilt. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. like no, crazy. Like yeah, but he could, you know, he couldn't shake a lot of the bad habits he was of known course. for robbing dope yeah, houses man. and stuff in Detroit so like yeah. when you talk about basketball, bro, we have ballers, but it's no a doubt, whole no other doubt. world to Detroit where it's no like No doubt,
0: man. Yeah unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately a few brothers, man. It's not he's not the only one. Quite a few brothers that you know could didn't get away yeah. from certain things certain habits and so they weren't yeah. able to either have a a long career or even make it sometimes to the league cuz you know they just right. they had all the talent and everything but they you know the circumstances that you know our brothers and sisters yeah. are born into sometimes you know it's exactly. tough man it's no joke exactly so. but um yeah let's 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 get back real quick to um so Mumford High School and then um yeah and so then you end up at Concordia University Ann Arbor. Well,
1: let me slow you down.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, go so, ahead, go
1: ahead. So real quick. And I so at Mumford, mm-hmm. because I you got to understand, bro. I didn't expect to come to Concordia like. Okay. I honestly didn't know what I was about to do with my life. <laughs>
2: okay. After okay. high school. Okay.
1: Right? Because um I've always been very entrepreneurial based, right? So like but um you know, like I said I had two hardworking parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm hooping and stuff, you know, I'm I'm pretty good as a hooper. I'm not like my brother, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but Mm. I'm playing, like, it's month, it's Detroit, it's the PSL. So you got to be good, you know what I'm saying? I'm starting point guard for my team and shit. So I'm doing my thing. And um, me and Mike, by 12th grade, me and Mike rocking, right? But by, in 10th grade is when Mike, because he got transferred, he transferred to our high school. So I didn't uh-huh. know Mike our freshman here. My freshman I do my thing. We go to like the state, ch- like our. Uh, I was on JV, but he we went to like the championship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but man. then here come Mike from this other school called Renaissance, which is a really good basketball school and shit. Yeah. Hold and on, real quick, re- real quick, real okay. quick,
0: man, my fault. Real quick, just for, for context, for the listeners. Mike, Mike is, you know, one of our homies. Oh, is yeah. like one of A-Dub's yeah. closest, closest homies. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. he played college ball with us as well. Then he went on to play for Division One and then he played pro uh, overseas yeah. for a few years. So, so yeah, that's yeah. Mike. That's Mike. It's Mike Dabney. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Go Yep,
1: yep, yep. He was a dog. So, yeah, he come yeah. over to Mumford and Renaissance in the summer. Like, we in there working out for next season and shit. And I noticed, like, this tall, light-skinned kid coming in, you know what I'm saying, some of the players on the team, like, who was dog, like, what was going on, whatever. So, mm-hmm. he ended up being good, you know what I'm saying? So, like, like we like, damn, dog straight. And so me and him not really rocking though. Okay. And one day we come from a tournament and like Mich- at Michigan State, <laughs> With me being a point guard, he the big fella, you know what I'm saying? And it was some discrepancies, like man, dog ain't setting screens right, or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we up in Michigan State, we ball out, we come back from the tournament and shit, and like the coach dropping us all off and home. And Mike, like, I'm getting out of the truck. He like, hey, what you got up? I was like, I don't know shit. He's like. I'm about to leave my homie. You about to go to the state fair, come through. <laughs> I was like, all right, nigga, fuck you, but all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so then we link up and then that's when I meet all my homies, you know what I'm saying? Because before then, I ain't really had, like, you know, I had all older brothers, so they older friends was my friends, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I yeah, only hung yeah, with yeah. older people. Mm-hmm. So at this time, it was like 10 I'm like, man, fuck it, I might as well. So, and, at, and I forgot, so, so like my grandma had gave me a car. So I'm, now I'm like, I'm in 10th grade and I'm whipping. You was driving. You know what I'm saying? I was the only person in high school really whipping. So it was like, in the 10th grade. So what? I'm like, so, yeah, so then it was like, fuck it. So then I then later on that night, I go pick up Mike and Dad. And then we shoot out to the state fair. And I meet uh, everybody, my homie, Brandon, Sean, everybody, Tom, from there. And we all, you know what I'm saying? And it's his, it, you don't look back. Don't so know. that's 10th, 11th you know what I'm saying, 12, we going to continue our high school career. Come 12th grade year, you know what I'm saying, It's the end of the season. We balling and shit. But our coach was kind of like, we kind of find out later on, like our coach was kind of, he, ain't, he wasn't giving us our recruitment letters. Mm. So like other than what was coming to my crib and shit, I ain't really got a clue who really recruiting and I wasn't the highest recruited player, but I had right. offers in like, you know what I'm saying? Like Juco, D2s, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, A couple yeah, D1s yeah. that's small as hell. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, shit, i take whatever right now. You know what I'm saying? i do it. Like if I can go to college get away from here, I'm trying to decide what do I want to do. Word. So um, I my senior year, I applied to U of M. Okay. I want to go to U of M, right? I know for sure. Like, man, damn, if I got to go to college, I'm going to go to U of M, right? Like. I love University of Michigan. Yeah. It just is what it is. I just want to go there. I like that school. My uh, big sis had already went there. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and I'm like, so, man. Shit.
0: So at that point, are you like, fuck basketball? Or are you like, shoot, I might try out or what?
1: I, at the, no, I'm already knowing that if I go to U of M, shit, I'm gonna go walk it's on or some shit. Oh, you gonna yeah. try to no, walk no. on? Okay. Yeah, 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 hell yeah! Like, yeah. no, I'm good enough to go play. You know what I'm no saying? Doubt. I really no go doubt. work, yeah, put, yeah, put the work. i I can go play and walk on and shit. Uh-huh. But I know they're not giving me. I know they're not about to give me yeah, a scholarship yeah, yeah. offer. They, I mean? they are. They not. They they about to recruit my dog Manny Harris and and Petey Sims from the East side, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And Refer. As a matter, I just talked about Refford. That's where Manny Harris went. Yeah. And yeah. Manny Harris and Petey was there our freshman year up at Concordia. You you older than me, so you was this that was your second year or something. But yeah, they yeah. came up there my year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True. Actually Manny came a year after I did. So he yeah, he yeah. was one year okay. younger yeah. than me. Yeah, I so remember PD was Matt already Harris there. Was over there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, because PD was already there. Really? So I got a whole other story about that, about how college worked. Huh. But um, so I'm like, I'm just willing to get a scholarship to U of M, or whatever. Just give me a partial. I don't care. Give yeah. me something. I'll come up there. So I don't get accepted, but they like, yo, just go to U of M Dearborn for a year, a semester, or something, whatever, and we'll let you come up here. I'm young. I'm lightning. I don't understand that. I don't he was like, fuck your
0: boy.
1: Yeah, no. Y'all telling me no? And I'm not a bad student, bro. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Now, granted, it was Detroit, DP, I am DPS. It's a funny, it's an inside joke for people here in Detroit because that's the commercial that come around on the, on the screen, right? <laughs> I am DPS, right? But it's like, I was a good student and shit, right? So it's was like, man, I can be at U of M, but they to deny me, fuck that. And he, so, so I'm just that type of person. If you, ain't, you don't want me, fuck uh, you, uh, uh, right? I'm going to do my own thing, so... I go to, um, I'm like, man, I don't know. I just move on or whatever. One day after our senior year, Mike, like, hey, you trying to go hoop? Mind you, I hadn't hooped in, like, three weeks because now our senior year over, I'm already like, man, I'm trying to still decide. Like, I might go to this school in Minnesota. I might go here. I might go. I don't know yet. Mike, like, you trying to come hoop? Where? The school up in Ann Arbor. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. I ain't got nothing to do at this time. I'm literally just chilling every day in the summer. Right. So I'm like, I'll come up there, go up there, open gym, we get the hooping, something, we hooping. All I remember is like, I don't know how I got a steal or something. And then I just won't, took two dribbles, and me and Mike already had it. we've been playing together for the last three, four years. Right. Season, summer. So I just already knew like dog trailing. I get the, oh, I'm gone. One, two, three dribbles. I ain't even gotta look back. I just threw it off the glass. <laughs> here come Mike. He went and got off. that bitch. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> and then next thing I know, they like after the we Hoover coach like, like because they they was recruiting Mike. They was like they we need like, to come over here. Hey, hey, you want dog? Like you want? What's up? Like yeah. we can give you a partial at least. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? So. And that. that's how I ended up at Concordia.
0: Cool. So shout cool. out that's to the stuff.
1: dog. Shout out to my dog. Yeah, so that my bad. I had to cut you off because shout yeah, out to bro, Mike, was... shout out to Mike. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, man. That's crazy. That's a dope story. I didn't know that, man. I I didn't know how the whole thing, but yeah. So so y'all y'all came in. Yeah, my sophomore year, right?
1: Yeah, cause yeah, it was you was already there. That's yeah, all. Cause was y'all was telling the story about how I was gonna be up there. And um, and I just remember that being such a pivotal year for you, for like the school, like the uni, like the basketball program, at least. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And and you know when well, we went out there and did, we are gonna get into that. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that's how I ended up there with you as your sophomore year.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. At Concordia University, man. So, what was that like for you, man? Because you know, you know how it is. Concordia University is lacking diversity. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. Thank you so- for asking that.
0: When I first came to the to the to Concordia University, man, I was lucky that Marv was around. You know what I'm saying? So I was able exactly. to talk to exactly I remember seeing Marv. You know what I, I, remember I mean? I was, into Marv my first time up yep. I was able
1: to talk to him. I was able to talk to
0: Marv, you know, and for those of you who don't know, Marv Fox Jr., he 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 was on Marv the Bottom Hoops yeah. podcast podcast. So definitely check out
1: that episode. Check out uh, the episode. Become. It's about good become dude. good brother, dog. Good brother. Yeah, 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 no doubt. He so, reminded you know, me so much of Michael Jordan and Kobe. At once, and it was like, but he was because he from the city. He from Detroit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah He from Detroit. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's he from Detroit, and I remember just being like meeting you because, like you said, it was lacking diversity up there. Mm-hmm. So he was one of the first brothers where I'm like, okay, bro, cool. Like, and he and he got work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, he
1: had work on the court. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It was very fundamental. Very, yeah. very. Go you know, get his jump step and make a good solid pivot. Yeah. Make the right pass. Very good player. But Fundamental. Yeah.
0: That's how that's how he ended up, you know, training players, you know, being a trainer. Exactly. You know, and Training other players, man, no doubt. Exactly. Being real good at it, man. And I, I worked with him a lot, man. When I got done playing college ball, man. And yo, I had to I had to put in a lot of work with him in order to come over here to France and, and get a shot at playing pro, you know what I mean? So Yes, sir. So again, shout out to, yep. to Marv, man.
1: Yep. So yeah. you asked a great question. I'm sorry, we got into that. We got yeah. off into that. So when I was younger, I went to a a private school, right, for mm-hmm. elementary, from like kindergarten to sixth grade, right. Mm. So I kind of grew it, and that was a part of my hood fairy tale in a way. Like I went to this private school, on mm-hmm. um, the birds, it was cool. But I would come home to the hood every day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we would come home to the hood. So I kind of had that balance.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas
1: yeah. like I always had that balance where I was always around a different cultures growing up, right. Mm. And then but all I, but only music I listened to was straight rap. I never listened to nothing else. Like only Dr. Drake, the Chronic, Snoop Dogg. I grew up very ratchet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I was at this private school and then um so 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 ratchet that my in sixth grade, I in the talent show at Shrine, I performed uh Dr. Dre and Eminem on the Off the Chronic, two thousand one. I don't know why they let us perform that shit, but me and my homie Scott, we got it in. I was Dre, he was Eminem.
0: Hey, hey man, was I, I performed <laughs> I performed Coolio, Gangsta's Paradise in school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Gangsta's Paradise, yeah, though, you man. feel me?
0: So you already know what time it is, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yo, yeah. So it was that kind of childhood, wherever in school. But then I couldn't wait to get to the hood. Uh uh-huh. no, So no, no. it was just like natural in our family where you gonna go to shrine. But then like my brother went to the school called Bowie, and it was a wild school. I just remember hearing about kids getting stabbed and shit. So I'm like, I can't wait to get to Bowie. I want to go to the hood. So mm. that's middle school and stuff. So all so, but now you don't you don't understand as a kid. When you switch in environments like that, mm-hmm. and then if you stay in an envi- in, in environment for that long, you're you going to become it or, yeah. you know what I'm saying, adapt to it some in some way. Mm-hmm. So when I left Shrine, you know, kids would judging me and shit like, oh, he think he's, he's smart, you know what I'm saying, because yeah, this school was hard as fuck out here, you know what I'm saying, so I might look like Elon for these motherfuckers, but you know what I'm saying. But it was that type of situation where it's like, so now I'm like, not homie want to spite me in the locker room at the gym. You know what I'm saying, So mm-hmm. I was like, nigga, fuck you. Like, get it in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, cause they, yeah. I ain't no help. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, it is, so I'm going through that. And then by, you know, 30 days in, like, I'm the man in this bitch now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like ain't no problem. Everybody want to come over to the crib after school. We want to come swimming. Everybody want to, you know what I'm saying? And then going even through high school, you're going through metal detectors every day at school, people we got guns in school. It's, mm. I start selling weed in high school. I'm going through a whole... Mm. Change. I ain't even get into that because we only talked about basketball. You know what I'm saying? I was a legend in two games, like Pee Wee Kirkland in high school. <laughs> you feel me? So I gotta get. But so when I get up to Concordia, it was like a culture shock. Like I don't know if you remember this, but at the beginning of the school year, mm. I used to come to class eight o'clock in the morning, bro. BBC hoodie, ice cream shoes. You know what I'm saying? At the time it was the 501, Levi 501 jeans. I'm fresh to death. Eight o'clock in the morning. People looking at me. People walking to class with pajamas. You know what I'm saying? Crocs wasn't out at the time, but flip-flop, the thong sandals. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? With they hoodie not, my hoodie 350.
0: Right. They like,
1: that's who it is. Amber County Fit, $10 from Target. Like, I'm like, oh. I think I got it all wrong. <laughs> and so that was like, that was a little bit of a change for me. So it was a culture shock to me. It was like, yeah. fuck, I'm getting fresh for it at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm, 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 mm. To walk, to roll out of my dorm room and walk to class to go, to go learn. Yeah. But for my environment for the last, it's the who gonna get the freshest yeah, by the, yeah. I'm trying to win best dress by the end of the year.
0: And now <laughs> over here at Concordia, I ain't nobody, everybody just whatever. Like they don't know It's give a college, fuck about that bro. Kind of
1: yeah. I'm trying to get in and get out this motherfucker. Ain't nobody thinking about no doubt. you did. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's how it was. How it was a college. Yeah, no doubt. And man. that's
1: how it was for me. Honestly, I was still wild. I was still very immature up there. Like I was mm. still very immature. I was emotionally, you know what I'm saying? I was just young. I was wild. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? But first I'm 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 out the crib, but me and Mike, we was already just like we was good kids and stuff in mm-hmm. school, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna be all robbing, stealing, killing nobody, you know, shit like that. No, nah, no. Nah. But nigga, where the party at? Right, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? For where sure. is the party tonight?
0: For sure, for and, sure.
1: And and how many girls gonna be there? Yeah, no doubt. And that's what that was our mentality at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And it so is. yeah, so so yeah. So that was Concordia because you gotta remember Concordia I didn't that was I was there for that year. Mm. <laughs> And I don't know if you remember, but how it happened. We went to that L.A. team trip.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Come on, man. We went now, out to Cali. And
1: I'm going to just end it with the Concordia stuff by saying this. Um, that was the end of my college career. And I knew it was coming to an end. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was the end of my end of my college career. So that's even just a lesson. For anyone involved, because I gotta have these thoughts with my son. now, Like these young girls is on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, bro, this shit can cost you your whole shit in a blink of an eye, no doubt. So stay focused, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it you ain't gotta stay good.
0: focused and disciplined, man. Discipline is key, man. This <laughs> exactly. self-discipline, self-motivation, man. You gotta you gotta yeah. dig deep, and you know what I mean. No doubt, man. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But yeah, so, that, um, that California trip was fun, though, man. <laughs>
1: exactly that's that so but yeah i l- took it as a lesson learned moved on but i'm still wild i'm still lit what do i do i leave concordia so mm-hmm. mind you like i tell you this mike gave me some ammo because that's my dog like me and him was thickest as thick as so we still are so the thing is coach you gotta remember i got the partial mm-hmm. mike had a full ride and shit mm-hmm. I was working to get my full ride that sophomore year. Remember, they was losing a couple senior point guards, so it was like, hey, I could come in, I can be able to do my thing. Of
2: course.
1: So, they, they like, Dub, you suspended indefinitely. Mike, we want you, so we gonna holler at you. Mm. They have a meeting, I remember standing right outside the door and Mike, I heard Mike tell coach, like, we got big plans, coach, I'm sorry. And Mike, what Mike meant by that is, we about to go do this shit called Finally Famous and all this other shit back at the crib. Yeah.
2: We're let's not get, even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Let's get into We're that, not even,
1: So I come home that summer, 07. Wow. First thing I do is buy a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? First thing I, I do, I remember I that. Home. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come home, buy a motorcycle. All right. Come home, buy a motorcycle. I'm back at the crib now. I don't have a clue what I'm about to do. So I just found I'm like, I'm like, you were still, working you were out still
0: with. young. You were still young and wild with that motorcycle, man.
1: I was dumb, young, mm-hmm. dumb, and full mm-hmm. of you know what. Yeah. Well, yeah, run, Ryan was dumb. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, and God rest in peace. I got to say this, cause I, even with today when I'm about to line my hair up, mm-hmm. you know who taught me how to line myself up?
0: Who?
1: Even because I was about to do a quick run today. Mel. On the day. N- Yo, Mel, man. Yo, my rest brother, Mel, man. Melvin rest Jenkins, in peace, rest man. in peace,
0: no doubt, man, no
1: doubt. Rest in peace, Melvin Jenkins. That was a life lesson to me, just to touch on Concordia real quick.
0: Mm. You know,
1: that whole situation, we found out that brother from, you know, from someone stepping on his foot that he had a cancer,
2: mm.
1: you know what I'm saying, affected his whole body. I went to his funeral. That's one thing I did do, mm. and I'll be very grateful. I rode my motorcycle, actually, out there, out to, like, Ipsy, like, out in Ipsy, like, out there in that area. Mm. Damn, bro. That shit got me, yeah. Rode my motorcycle out there to check, on like, to you know see Mel get laid to rest. cuz he was a he was a vital to that team bro yeah he showed me like what what discipline and just um persistence yeah and and strength looked like you know what i'm saying real yeah, man no doubt and, and, for and he and he always was happy so um after that so that was like my last touch with Concordia like after that like i just ain't looked back right hmm. so then um we started the famously famous thing that summer cuz my my major in college was business administration my minor was marketing Mm -hmm. so what i did not like is that hey you got to go here for two years before you can get into the school of business okay in my world i've been in business since i was 15. (laughs) i had an epiphany when i was in 10th grade in my english class that the word entrepreneur just popped up in my brain i can't tell you how where why i don't know and i just knew ever since then like that's it
0: that you want to do and man. then
1: like i said earlier hey, yeah So, but and i had my own unfortunate my street business at the time mm. and then you know what i'm saying but i knew like hey this is what i'm going to do so come home start our thing we formed this you know the company finally famous same group of friends from that i went to the state fair with in 10th grade when mike made me go to the state fair you know what, yeah. what i'm saying so um so, so and talk about started-
0: that a little bit. Talk about the roster, man.
1: So let the listeners <laughs> so, know, man. So at the time, Mike, he um he was friends with the uh with the co-CEO one of co- one of the co-founders, Brandon Washington, at the time, mm-hmm. and um they were uh they were like neighbors, stayed up the street from each other. So mm-hmm. Brandon and Mike knew one each other. Brandon and Sean and a, our friend Ralph went to elementary school together. So they all went to a school called Water and um like downtown, like downtown Detroit. It's a school of mm-hmm. arts, a beautiful school. And um so that's where the connection came. Right. And then, and then Sean, uh it, so, yeah, and Big so Sean. Sean folks, that's Big the, yeah, Sean. that's Big Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So in high school, even though, you know, Kanye was coming out at the time. Mm. So Kanye came to my school, matter of fact. Yeah, so yeah. I remember um Kanye came in like oh four. He was promoting mm. through the wire. You know what I'm saying, and um, he had to come up there and he performed the shit, whatever. Yeah, and I—that's not when Sean met Kanye, right? So that's like a whole nother story. Mm. So um, because that was 2004, like I said. Okay. So we're we're like sophomores in high school at the time. Yeah. So yeah, we're cause, at the college. Because when yeah. when
0: I remember when the one time we went to to a party with y'all and and. And I met Sean and all that was, and you was already telling yeah. me like you was already telling me by that time, yo, Kanye's looking at this dude. Kanye's
1: and that's why I, fucking That's why Shawn. I didn't want to get off Concordia so mm. fast too, though, bro. Mm. Because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember how pivotal Concordia was
0: mm.
1: to just like me and Mike, bro. Like yeah, and yeah, 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 and finally famous, bro.
0: Word.
1: I like you just said like you making me remember like I told myself like make sure I slow down and touch on all that shit with you because bro, you was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do you remember Facebook coming out? Hell yeah, time? I
0: remember. I remember at the time you could only get in if you had a, a college email, remember? A college that email. You had to
1: have a college email, yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you feel, bro, that's what I mean, like, so, bro, you came into our lives at such a pivotal, transitional time, bro. Like, right. we would never be able to get those years back, dog, Which is how the true. world was changing. True. So 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 talk to
0: the let the listeners know a little bit about um yeah yeah, what finally famous is is really about. So what we
1: do is so what we do is we come home. So I'm like yo fuck the business administration shit and all that shit. I can go start my own business. I don't need the school of business. And I got a team. You know what I'm saying? We can go do it. We got to go figure it out. So you know we just young. We friends. We just we got dreams, right? So it's like all right, cool. Because I live such a dual Mm -hmm. life. Dual, dual life, like a duality in life, yeah. because it's like I always had a weird balance. Like my brothers are only basketball, mm. strictly nigga about to go to the NBA, bro. Mm. But it's like, and then I come with the rap and shit, making beats. I wrote, a, I, I had written a song when I was nine years old called "My Dog's Future" and Royce the Five Nine in my in my imagination in my yeah. head. I wrote it down though, like you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And that's gonna it's come full circle, so because I just knew about that. You asked about childhood. So you got to remember, we talked about sports only. Another part of my childhood, I got a cousin. We'll go over on over to their house on Seven Mile Greenfield, foyer, uh-huh. and it had, he was a DJ. So I'm seeing a whole turntable. It looked like Juice. Word. 94, the movie Juice.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Real DJ, DJ. And up the shop, on the corner of their shop was the hip hop shop. I don't know if you ever heard of this. Nah. Well, you seen Eight Mile. Yeah, yeah. That's the hip hop shop.
0: Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah you know what yeah, I'm
1: yeah. saying? That's that's for what sure. that's what the hip hop shop was. It was that in the shelter. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. literally what the hip hop it was just a battle. That's where all the Eminem would be down there, Royce would be out there, proof the whole Everybody.
0: Everybody the made their name. all the real MCs down there. Yeah right yeah,
1: there. Sure. Okay. And mind you, I got another tidbit, another jewel. Huh. I grew up. On a street called Santa Rosa and six mile over here in the hood, right across the street from my grandma's house was uh, a rapper named Beretta. Okay. And this group called the Raw Collection. Okay. But who was his cousin that used to live over there with them too? Swifty McVeigh. Okay. From D12. Yeah, 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 So this is my legend fairy <laughs> hood fairy life to grow childhood, yeah, yeah, right? For sure, for sure. Like can't make this shit up. Uh-huh. So I had always had that dual You know what I'm saying XYZ So high school I start, That's when I started making beats
2: yeah.
1: A dude that finally famous uh, Early Mac He taught me how to Like Go get reason Him and Jay John Showed me how to get this Program reason Make mm-hmm. beats I started doing that Like 10th grade But I always wrote raps As a kid And shit Now Here we are A little older We out of college Now at this point I done decided I'm not going to school So I'm back home but Sean and Tone, Big Sean, Tone, Say It Ain't Tone, uh, it was a couple of, like, I think early Mac was still at school. Just a lot of us, a lot of them that decided not to go to college, right? they were still in the city, like, working jobs and just trying to get shit together to try to be, you know what I'm saying, get the music shit cracking. They were still focused on straight. Like, Sean knew, like, ain't no college. Like, I ain't going to college. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to rap. You know what I'm right. saying? And he knew that since he was a kid. You know what I'm saying? He tried he poofed and shit, but it wasn't like, he knew it, it was different. You know, his mom and they had shit on the shine, big shine had shit on the wall, like when, as a kid, where he's like, yo, I'ma read this every day until I manifest this shit. Like he was taught manifestation at a very young age, right? Okay. And like so, you know what I'm saying? So he already knew like I'm going to be a rapper. Nothing else to it. No right? plan Even B. Even at this time. No plan B. No plan fucking that. plan B, bro. Like this nigga's gonna be a rapper. Right. Like and like I told you at this I'm fifteen, I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not a bad kid at all. I ain't been no, no Robin still, I already said that earlier, I ain't into none of that. But I used to do my little thing. I had my little weed, had my little sack and sell my little do my thing. But that was about it, right? Like just to keep some money in my pocket Because at the time my mom, we, my parents went through a divorce, so that's another my hood fairy tale was over. You mm. know what I'm saying? So mm. I had to go do what I had to go do. Mm. So I want the new Jays, I'm gonna go I want some new Cartier, so I'm gonna go sell a couple Ounces or whatever, do what I gotta go do. Hmm. So that's how I was moving at this time. You know, what I'm saying all through from high school. Like, okay. got caught with weed one day on the day of the game, everything. So, okay. um, uh, so 2007. You know, we got back to the city that summer, and like I said, some were already home. Hmm. Some uh, were away at college. Actually, some did go to college because the roster was. It was a collective of ten to eleven people, right? Right. Roughly like ten to eleven people. -hmm. Um and finally famous, I used to like we was like a rock a combination of Rockefeller, dipset, Mm. with like a Wu-Tang. Right? That's how I used to look at us because Uh it was like the Wu Tang vibe came from us just all being individuals. Okay. We were all individuals, but Mm -hmm. it felt magical at the time because the camaraderie, the team, like you know what I'm saying, we had a goal, you know what I'm saying, a vision. Yeah. So, um, and out of the 11 people, it wasn't just you know, all rappers and no all, you know what I'm saying? Write, like, write, everybody, write. oh, we all just about the rap because our whole no, no. be rapping. Like, it was <laughs> not that. Like, we constructed it, we organized it as a real business at the age of 18. We were young, mm. you know what I'm saying? But we did a real thing. And, like, even some of the older people in our city who were older than us at the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying? They used to come to us, like, man, y'all the only young cats moving like this. Like, Y'all right. got a photo shoot. Y'all got all the fly chicks from the city and y'all photo shoots. Like, mm. y'all, we ain't seen nobody do this. So, giving y'all props early. Did, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: early, early, early. The and this, these were the at the time they were the party party promoters who had already been on the scene in the city. Mm. So at the time we didn't know what we doing. We just throwing a fucking party. Mm. You know, we just coming to do what we've been doing. We the do young fly niggas in our city, mm. and we coming. We gonna invite a whole bunch of friends and girls, and we just gonna come to our party at the wow. club. So what we did is that first year at the Concordia, I remember leaving school. I remember just knowing like, man, my grade's so fucked up. I'm out. I ain't do a couple of like, tests. I just left. And then um, so all I know is that we came home and we got right to work. Mm. So we started having like meetings and shit and constructing shit and just weekly, daily meetings. And it was like no party and shit. We was having meetings. Yeah and then we assigned shit we came up with name we came up we came up with the name finally family, wrote it all down wrote a whole bunch of names on piece of paper we chose that came up with that um <laughs> and then we started doing like shit so i'm like hey i got a motorcycle and i already be out at the clubs every night at this time i'm still a party i'm party animal bro all right so all i'm doing is party and i had a job i worked at comcast at the time okay so You know what I'm saying? I I was the head of the street team for Finally Famous, right? So Uh I'm like, cool. Built my team out at the time. It's really crazy at the time. So like, and Key Wayne is younger than us. You know the producer Key Wayne? Yeah. So he's younger than us. And shout out to Key Wayne. I was the street team, you know, head of the street team. And then that was like my my about to be my right hand. Like he was at the time. Like, hey, all right, bet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Key Wayne, young as hell, he's gonna work, he's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you quiet. Let's just have them, like, do flyers and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was rolling with me, like, we'd be out working. That was the, you know what I'm saying? Meet him and Mike, of course, because they just meet me and Mike all the time. So, mm-hmm. we got this event we come up with called Schools Out. So, we like, shit, let's do Schools Out, May 9th, 2007, at this club called Plan b So, we like, alright, cool. We all passing out flyers, you know, for like 30 days straight. Now, it's like all of April, going into May, It's getting closer and closer to the date. And so at the time, Sean had been working all that year while we was away at school and shit. Like, he was kind of like, Kanye had just started getting back in contact with him and sending up, like, good music, started sending over paperwork and shit for him to sign and shit. So it finally started happening, started getting Mm -hmm. serious. Mm -hmm. So now we like that. So then we, we like, oh, seven, let's do this party. School's out. So what we did is we had a party at this one club called Plan B. But it was technically three clubs in one.
2: Mm. So
1: it was like um plan B. and we had like this thing called the Pussycat Lounge over here. And that was like gonna be the super VIP area. And he had another place downstairs. So Cameron, we we put all our money together, we pulled all our money together, rented out the club. Um, shout out to Andres. He's a, he was the owner at the time. He's still running around here <laughs> doing his thing. He's the club owner. Um, so he um what happens is Kanye makes an he makes a video for us for a and finally famous okay and it says like i just want to let y'all know pretty much how he got changed right like it's the newest member of the you know what i'm saying of okay. good music and he was like i just want to give a shout out to big sean and finally famous you know what i'm saying and nobody knew we were gonna play this video but at the time blu-ray disc had just come out so who the fuck has a blu-ray player Nobody, right? Like you, lucky to have a DVD. So, our homie B Wash, shout out to B. Day of the party, he spent six hundred go get a PS three. Think at the time, shit was the newest looking thing I ever seen. Look like a fucking spaceship. Right? Couldn't believe it. <laughs> he bought this damn PS three just to play the video for us at the party, though. Mm. And that shit set us on fire. <laughs> crazy so that's that said. and that party and that and that was our first party and that just sold out so we just did another and that was the beginning of our promoter day <laughs> that was like just a, a very pivotal time and that's mm-hmm. how we got started with the whole prom- prom- party promotion hey. things of that nature and finally famous was a name officially uh-huh. in the city of detroit then where and um yeah
0: no doubt. So yeah. So like you did your thing. Also, you know, as an MC for yeah. a while, you did. You came out yes, with a sir. couple, few projects. Yes, uh, sir. What What else? What else? What else did you do? What else do you do? What are you into now? So, Nowadays, even what, are, what do you do, my brother?
1: Great. So uh, what we did is we built off of it. So we just kept momentum going. So I pretty much just dive first into the industry. Right, like. Mm any and everything with it, just as far as like songwriting, producing, mm-hmm. um, like you said, rapping. So I even, because you, once you get into the music business, you get the line, like, okay, it's 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 avenues, you know what I'm saying? It's ways yeah. to make money, you know what I'm saying? So, and um, it used to be a thing with me, like as far as even when, I started taking the music part serious, right? Like where it's like, okay, I'm about to be in the studio. I gotta put a project together. Mm. Like when it happened, like, that was just one thing for me that even I was very different. I was always kind of blessed with like the foresight, right? Yeah. Of knowing what's to come next, right? So mm. even when you just asked me like, what am I into next, I'm gonna get to that. But at the time during the Finally Famous thing, I was strictly like, I'm I'm a role player, mm. right? I'm a, even in basketball, I was a point guard, you know this. So, like, as a point guard, I know what the two-man about to do on this play before he go do it. Mm -hmm. I know what the small forward about to go do. I know what the power forward about to go do. I know what the center is about to go do. Right? And I direct shit. Yeah. And so, even then, that's how we were moving. So, I'm cool with playing my role. I know my role. I'm a team player and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So, just so happened though, the beats, my beats started getting a little better, but they not quite where I want them to be. And then in like 2007, eight, in that summer being home, I get hit up by a homie, Young Rock. He a dope producer. He started sending me beats. Next thing I know, I literally just pull up at his crib one day to go record a Randall song. I'm just playing around. And that shit was sweet. And we put it out on YouTube at 07, 08. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And people were like, oh, shit. You know, Doug going crazy. So, okay. and that was, then. you know what I'm saying? And it was like that. that. And I started catching momentum and catching emotion with that. Um, and then at this time, so we're going in 07, 08. Like, the time we like, you know, just in the studio, we putting shit together. Our main focus at the time was Sean. That's why I'm like, I'm not. Yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: cool with being, I can rap and all this shit, but, hey, he need the bars right now. He need the, he need yeah. the sauce. He need the, you know what I'm saying? He need the. So, bro, you know my name is A W the God, so, you know, wait, God, oh, God, like, all that shit, like, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. I'm cool with being guess, a team player, and, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, now, and that's why I was my main focus, so then, like, oh, wait, we put out his, uh, we worked, like, heavy on his mixtape for uh, You Know Big Sean, and then mm-hmm. that shit, uh, it, that was, like, the one that kind of, it led him to having an album, you know, so now we kind of, like, going to record in L.A., and shit like that, you know okay. what I'm saying? And, and going to going to do a show in Chicago and you know what I'm saying, we out there, we really in the we moving in the mix in the shy and shit. So now mm-hmm. I'm learning the, the business and um you know what I'm saying, I am developing into an artist as well at the same time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it just it's natural to just come with the shit, especially when you already doing beats, you know how it is. Word, so right. so we doing all that and then um what we do is oh nine, we throw apart, we throw we still doing finally famous ever promotion, like mm. you know what I'm saying? So we do in 2009, we bring Wiz to Detroit. And it's a um shout out to Wiz, shout out to Taylor Gang, shout out to Wheel, um, co-owner of Taylor Gang. Okay. Like they say it a lot, like we gave Wiz his first big check, right? Mm. So we were still coming up on music side and promotion and concerts. So now we're trying to develop that into throwing concerts and trying to get bigger. But at the same time, we'll put Sean on the show to keep getting his name out there,
2: yeah, and yeah,
1: then yeah. Uh, and and at this same time, so this is big too because we now we're involving other artists, mm-hmm. i.e., Mike Posner, yeah, we'll have him come perform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And okay. Dusty McFly. So now we're just trying to build Detroit up at the time and trying to be like, man, like we see like all right, Dev Jam gives like we can go over here to Atlantic, we can go do shit in the industry. So mm-hmm. and um and even at the time, like I still. My focus isn't strictly like to go in here and make a project, right? right? But it was like, I'm up on stage shaking my dreads crazy at the time. I have dyed my hair red at the time. This was all new. This was not like cool at the time. Like people wasn't doing this shit. So right. at the time, I've been like Twitter popping. So now I'm like this personality on Twitter. type shit. you know what I'm saying? Back for 2009, where it's, right it's you know what I'm saying? I got heavy motion. So it's like, it led me to definitely, like I said, Young Rock, after we start cooking, he got the, he understands sonics and sounds and he's a hell of a producer producer he started putting me on shit he started making my vocals sound good on the track all that type of shit where it's like damn i feel way com- more comfortable hearing myself rap and then it's like okay now i know how to do the you know i said then i started getting into the technical side of being in the booth and mm-hmm. rapping and putting songs together and putting projects together and shit like that mm-hmm. so that's how i got into that um him and i actually made a song and i think it was like 2009 so what happened i'll say this i gotta bring this full circle for you go ahead So I knew like my artistry and shit was getting real because remember I told you about that song I wrote in my Mm -hmm. notebook as a kid. So it's like 2011. We didn't brought Drake to the city, right? So now that was like 10. So now it's like 2011. And that was Drake first time like being in Detroit like on some show shit. Like unheard of. So now it's 2011, 12. We're working. Sean is on like a Tour. He's on a tour. I remember going out to Atlanta and coming back for for some. But he's out on a tour.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: while he's out on that, because we go like i do spot dates and shit. Sometimes just go like if you if you could, you can go out there, right? So, but like we still, I'm still trying to figure it out. So I ain't the richest, you know. what I'm, saying? I'm still just we still trying to figure this shit out. Right. So, Young Rock got cool with Denon Porter through a friend. You know what I'm saying? And Denon Porter, Eminem's hype man and. Best friend and fucking producer, legendary, iconic, art like art rapper, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So he opened his doors to us, to the studio. Like I remember the first time going up there and I was just in shock because it's like, damn, this is Denon Porter, dog. This is yeah. Nani. Motherfucking producer, like motherfucking shit be banging knocking. <laughs> All that cold shit. You don't even know like the shit he done did. So in yeah. there in the in the studio, like he said, he talking like that night. All I remember is like being up because we was up late as fuck, and that's when I learned like he go hard because it's like ain't no sleep. I started seeing how a professional work like that's super professional at his job, yeah. and he's gonna sit in this bitch to the sun come up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: playing on that MPC, playing on that MPC, and as he's talking to us and giving us game, he look over at me and he like, I know you cold mind you, he ain't heard a word. I ain't rapped a syllable. He like, I know you card, And I'm just like, I'm looking like, he playing some hard ass beats. I'm like, he must be looking at somebody else in this bitch. Whole time he playing beats, I'm rapping in my head and shit. He was like, cause you just like 50. You just like 50 Cent. He's like, you quiet. You soaking up shit. He's like, I can tell you an animal. And for me bro, <laughs> like, I told you how my childhood was, like, my retailer in the living room and shit. Like, yeah. the shit just always been around that shit. That is, like, I'm just a thing that I don't really care about the fame and shit, bro. Mm. I'm big on money. I'm an entrepreneur, serial investor, like, to the fullest. I just want the fucking money. So, to hear, like, the non-porter look at me and say that shit, because I already know how cold I am. Mm. But for him to look at me and say that to me, he ain't heard a word from me. Yeah, Like, that type of shit is validation to me no doubt but um so that was where i was like damn and i did and that shit was like motivation that was something that kind of propelled me like damn make sure let me lock in with young rock
2: because
1: mm. rock is up here now this is you know what i'm saying he mentoring young rock at the time yeah. so or you know even to this day and shit so it was like this is a good thing so me and rock locked in so now i got it's a producer rapper combo with me and young rock we still doing our finally famous thing but I'm understanding now that you becoming an artist, though. So the street team shit already set in place. or so pr- promotion is already there. Mm. It's just now I got to sit down and focus on this part of the shit if I'm going to do this. So wow. and that's what I locked in on at the time and made my first project. Got got some management, got a management team, moved around the city, did our thing. So what happened is me and Young Rock made a banger. And that was my first time having a song going on radio. Okay. So I was hyped, like I'm lit, like, damn, we got shit here in the city going crazy. Radio, I'm on radio, I'm popping. Yeah. do another one Boom. another song on radio but like on radio here is it makes shows and shit like that yeah, like yeah, yeah. but that's like you know what i'm saying like that's nobody's gonna play it on the radio. so it's like now nah, i'm building confidence i'm knowing like damn i don't got one song on me i got two Shout out to dj Mobius who starts spinning this shit like on his little free ride at five and shit like that and dj bj throwing my shit on on 107.5 like on their shows, and uh, Shorty the Prince linking up and doing shit with us and making content at the time, and it just it's so damn <laughs> we go to perform our first show, like, where I'm performing,
2: yeah.
1: and it's Halloween, uh, we it's a party, it's a party, so it's like a event. Young Rock and I are going to perform, and so I don't know, I, got, I just put on, like, my cousin got, my cousin had a mink or some shit, like, I just grab a mink and put on a mask, just some silly shit. Don't got a real costume. So me and Young Rock about to go perform the new song that we just recorded at Danone's studio, because Danone opened up the studio to us. Young Rock got a room in the back. We and that bitch grinding. Grinding. Yeah. At the time, shining them on tour. So they mm-hmm. gone. So I'm pretty much doing my grassroots shit here in the city. Me and Young Rock building, we working. Mm. So... I'm like... like let's perform that the west side rebel song like cool that shit (laughs) it's on radio yeah like and it's a good song so he's like let's perform that and this we had a song called brain at the time it's still one of my bro i don't promote this song one bit and it's my most spent it get played the most on soundcloud and youtube and shit like right it's yes it's crazy bro featuring shorty the print so and young rock so we um we go to perform that shit right so it's a Halloween party, it's a high, It's a college crowd, Wayne State University down here. And we always knew like, cause we would always kind of stop our parties and let people perform.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So the crowd hate that shit, right? They hate that shit. Like don't stop us from twerking, having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just to hear some nobodies perform. So we get up there. Like I got my whole my whole hood come to support me and shit, right? Yeah. So like I got <laughs> and they all older than me, so I got the OG OGs. They got some OG six mile niggas with me. <laughs> and like, you know what I'm saying? So they ain't been to college in 20 years at the time. <laughs> like, like how I feel <laughs> like right. So so I got my G's with me. So they like uh they like, you know, coming to the stage, hey dub the guy young rock. We come out, we do our thing, we rapping. It get to my verse. I'm rapping. Do you know? Do you know that crowd start booing? <laughs> like I'm rapping. I'm rapping like I ain't even got about two bars in, three bars in. They booing. I'm like, man, this can't be real. Like, but in my head, I just had some type of calmness about me. I'm like, yeah, you kept kept rocking. I kept rocking, bro. Like <laughs> your foot, like, and I know this verse hard, bro. Know this verse hard. I'm rapping, I'm rapping, I'm rapping. And I get to this one bar where I be like, hey, I, be balling in Philly like a 76er. Seven mile, six mile, my niggas will hit you. And like, when I said that bar, bro, the <laughs> fucking crowd was like, oh. What'd he just say? <laughs> Literally, while I'm rapping, the crowd said, like, oh. And I knew then, oh yeah, I'm cold. I'm sorry. You had like, him, you had so him. I, I had, I knew then, like I had him. And like, all right, like the, like, cause I have always battled with that confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like just little shit like that. Cause like I yeah. said, I'm the youngest of four boys. I've always been very self taught. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I ain't like, I'm just, I just always been on my own. I taught myself how to play pool. I taught myself how to swim. I taught myself how to rap. I taught myself how to make beats for real. Like, what? or I had some people guide me, but I taught myself, taught myself how to do carpentry and homes and real estate. Like I taught myself how, you know what I'm saying? So, that rapping shit was one thing where it was like, damn. And Mm. going back to the childhood, and I wrote that shit in my book. Another point, being at Denon Porter studio. Mm. Who I fucking, who's in the studio all of a sudden with him? And that's his studio co-owner with him. Who? Fucking Royce the Five Nine. Yeah. Another legend. But do you see the... But how it in sync, you got to be with the universe, and how yeah. it all come full circle. Going back to me writing that fucking song in my notebook, bro, as a kid, no doubt. Yeah, 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 really yeah. feeling like, damn, like for sure, for sure, you know that's yeah, that's dope, so. Man. All that inspired me to be mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying, and then getting critique from him, yeah, and, and his little brother, Kid Vicious. Kid Vicious telling me, like, duh, you cold, like, you got this modern sound, but like, mixed with like the old school, because at the time, I used to be studying, heli, like. To become a rapper, bro, this is a great point, even for artists, bro, that listeners on your show. Mm-hmm. When I decided that I'm about to transition from this street team part to this rap, it's like being an artist, mm-hmm. for one, I know I gotta put work now. I'm rapping with motherfucking with dogs. <laughs> Big Sean is sitting, he don't leave the studio. Motherfucker yeah. sitting there at work all day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, uh, and I know what it is to, and I'm getting, I'm getting advice. We, you know, what I'm saying I'm seeing the advice firsthand from Kanye. Hey, this is what the industry, this is what we about to be on right now. It's only bars right now. You got to every bar, no bars off, type mm. shit. You got to come with it. And it's like, damn, I'm seeing, I'm seeing him make Sean rewrite a fucking verse 50 times. Mm. It's like, and I know this nigga cold.
0: You seeing the work for real, hands on.
1: So it's like, so as soon as I realized. All right, yeah, like the like they want you to. People want you. To, people want to hear from you. Mm. And then I knew like that. I immediately, which I already grew up on all the shit. But I immediately went and studied all like just the classics again.
2: Yeah,
1: because you know, like even if I even if you listen to a classic now, bro, if you go listen to it was written. Yeah. Compared to when you yeah. listen to it when you was thirty three or you know what saying? Yeah, mean, yeah, uh, I'm saying whole different. yeah. I'm sorry, twenty three or thirteen. Yeah. It's just. You're gonna no hear it different. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's like, on their, yeah.
0: It's like a book, man. You read a book again. You read like the autobiography of Malcolm X. You read it now again. You're gonna catch some new things. You know what I mean? You get some new jewels that you ain't get before. And it's the same with, with music, with legendary albums. You know what I mean? That's, That's how it, it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no true. doubt, man. That was that time. So now we're like kind of in a whole new thing. We still, Sean is like, Sean doing his thing. But at this time, he's on like this third I don't, album, like at the Dark Sky Paradise, it's kind of like where, you know, we just kind of like, all right, we're going to go figure this IBGM thing out. I'm still doing my rebel for everything. So yeah. at the time, Mike and I was, you know, that's why I'm still on radio on my own. So you got I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my own shows. Me and my uh, DJ, DJ Limelight's Likes, we performing, doing our thing. So IBGM needs a DJ. So I'm like, well, shit, me and Limelight's Likes killing our shows. I'm getting paid to do shows at the time. So at the time, the music industry was fucked up, bro. You couldn't, um, it wasn't no money in the shit. It mm. was transitioning. Mm. So it was going from the CDs and shit to- To digital, yeah. Digital and even flash drives and shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. People
1: yeah. used to walk around handing out flash drives and music, music on you, put it in your computer and go download yeah. the shit and then put it onto your CD and ride around in your car to mm. So So this shit was all changing, bro. After, in the midst of all this shit. So now, and I heard Nipsey say it the best, rest in peace Nip. But uh-huh. I heard him say it the best, like like, we we learning how to fly the plane while it's in the air. Mm. That was what our generation was like in the music shit, bro. If you were in that no shit. had no other option. Oh, no option. Bro, you have to learn. if you was in this shit from 08, like 07, 08, 09, 2010 era, oh my goodness, bro. You had to learn and keep it and stay afloat, motherfucker. Because, yeah, so you was you was spending your own money to make your album and shit in the studio and shit, and then you mm. going away and giving that shit for free, and then you get your money off doing your show. So we going around killing the colleges. And I'm getting my show money from colleges and shit. And, but, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't no streaming then. So I dropped my first, right, thing, right. like, big single called Don't Shoot in the City. And that shit was the first song on, like, iTunes at the time. 2010. People wasn't putting their credit card on no fucking phone. to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't a thing then. So that was that whole transitional era, bro. And then by now with, you know, now. I'll be doing the IBGM and streaming is a thing, but you'll go on like, our shit came out on live mixtapes. Shout out to live mixtapes. Pesh, what up? Um, Things like that. Uh, Brian, what up? So it was like, you work with, you know, live mixtapes. Like they released my first major project. I had my first major project, like on my own mixtape. That was a big thing for me. You all know what That's my baby. Rebel with me. You know what I'm saying? And uh, shout out to my dad, and and we uh built that shit, and so I that's how I built the name for myself. Like we're just like artistry cool, mm-hmm. but then we did the I B G M shit. And now now we're a conglomerate moving around over Dej Loaf, Say It Ain't Tone, myself, Dre Sconey as well, and um and that's where you know that was a whole another thing. Like I said, we're just like a, I, I was able to learn a lot about marketing and that and that experience. Uh, we had AC who's a cool ass uh female in the music industry that's just a pioneer innovator on a marketing marketing guru, um, just a genius, good person. So she was working with us at the time. And, uh, and I was just able to learn a lot. I Instagram marketing things, post at this time on this date, get more, you know, as an X, Y use this filter, literally the critiques, the smallest shit about it. So, um, learn like the technicals of that shot, that part. And um and then in IBGM I actually also had a lot of roles in that shit to where it's like management, like even I at that time it was just a full on grind, like like we were building a production company to yeah. where it's like, hey, like we had a studio booked up. If these artists wanna go go get studio time, hit up a dub. You know what I'm saying? Type thing. So okay. it's like a I'm like just entrepreneur, bro, just working and building. So sure. it was fun, bro. Yeah.
0: Yes, sir. All right, yeah, yeah. No doubt, man. So so then from from all that we come to, you know, what's going on today with um cannabis and um urban farming, right? So tell me yes, a little sir. bit about that. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, yeah, please. Yes, sir, just the whole ab- urban agriculture. Um I want to say it here first that is the future, you know, what I, mean? mm-hmm. I believe it's the future. Um in many ways. Um so what happened is uh like twenty fourteen-ish, uh uh we were working, we were still doing the IBGN thing, like try me day, we we touring and shit, we going crazy. But and I was always just like I always had this thing about me, bro, where I told you in 10th grade, entrepreneurship just popped mm. in my brain. So mm. and I remember in like Ohio one night, Dave like pulled me to the side and was like, duh, like I need like you should be on the road more. Like, come on. I'm like, I'm fucking with that, but I'm starting some new shit back at the crib. Okay. And I'm like, I feel like I need to go and like focus on that. Mm. And at the time you can, I, I'm, I'm blessed with foresight. Once again, like I said, so I could already see shit happening with what we were working on. I could tell like, and where it's like, I ain't, I can't, I ain't got no say so in this shit. So I'm about to watch the cookie crumble kind of in a sense. And mm. so I was like, I'm going to just focus on what I'm focused on. And I felt bad because I know Dej meant that shit out of love and shit, you know what I'm saying, genuine. But I was like, I'm going to go, st- I think this is the future. So at the time, I went and focused on cannabis. Mm. And um, at the time in Michigan, we was like one of the only states where our laws were beautiful. Like we had kind of like California adjacent laws. Okay. So it was like, and so I had, a, uh, I had like an OG who, um, once again, here come Mike. You know what I'm saying? And he, like, hey, I think you rock with dog over here. He got, you know what I'm saying? He own these stores, XYZ, and this is what he be on. So I noticed, like, damn. And he told me, like, hey, this shit is legal. Like, get your paperwork, go do XYZ, get, you know what I'm saying? Paperwork party. And I learned to, I started reading up on the laws and reading up on everything because I, uh, I did have mentorship, though, in that world. So I had somebody who was blessed they had traveled from Cali. And and uh, because of the laws here, they was able to move their family here and get a good thing going here because this is where they're from. And then they started showing me the way. So like I was making heavy sacrifices at the time too. Like I, I was like bouncing back. So, and yeah, I remember I'm a parent. I had a son at 20. So yeah. in the midst of all this shit, I'm a parent on top of all this shit trying to be a parent. And so I started learning the industry, learning the laws, but now dispensaries were coming into play. So you didn't just have to grow. So now it's like, okay, you can have dispensaries in Michigan now. People can come in. If they have a medical marijuana card, they can purchase cannabis at a dispensary.
2: Hmm.
1: So for a couple of years, I was like just out in the world running it up because they had like little, you know, it was way you could grow for your patients and, you know, things of that nature. So when a dispensary thing came into place, like, cool, I had a friend who mike and i mike played with him at bowling green shout out to d brown he played with him at bowling green mike brought him from uh into music shit like on management shit with us when i had the rebel shit pop and our rebel forever production company that's my rebel mike and i got rebel with me and so um with that production company we brought in d brown in the fold just to help with assisting day-to-day management things like that getting shit done and he's just a hard worker so he hit me up a couple years later like yo it's just play on the floor, you know. what I'm saying it's up at Flint X Y Z. We can do what we want to do, mm. and we teamed up with uh with a Detroit Pistons Hall of Famer NBA champion, his fan and his uh, wife at the time, and they already had this thing going, had the paperwork, everything going, but it was like shut down for a while X Y Z. So we were able to take it over, yeah, and then got a dispensary. So and nice. in 2016. And I'm also focused on urban agriculture. I want to do put an emphasis on that again. Yeah. Urban agriculture as a whole will be the future. I have something I'm working on. It's coming very soon. Okay. I do have an Instagram called Apple Tree Farming for that company. You can for go sure. check that out, and sure. you can look into that. Just microgreens is something that I do want to you know that mm-hmm. just throw out there. Microgreens. Look out no for doubt. it coming soon. Yes, no sir. No doubt.
0: No doubt. Yeah, man. But yo, my brother, I appreciate the time, man. It's been a it's been a good one, man. Listen yes, be- yes, before sir. before you roll out, man. Of course, we want to do the you know the, our our book recommendation. You know, we I think it's important that's... for us to go back to books sometimes, you know, and get some real knowledge. So I just like to have my my guests come through and you know recommend a book. It could be a good book that has something to do with what we spoke on today, or it could just be like any good book that you think would be would be important for for people to check out, man. Go ahead, Bro,
1: That's. Fernando, that's such a hard, hard, hard question. Like, oh. I got a pile of books right here on my desk. Like, man. So you mean I can't? I can't even name like. You can me two I can't even. <laughs> oh, oh no, I can't. I, oh my bad. Oh god. Okay, oh, so I I'll, I'll get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Dang. So I can't even. Oh my bad. So it's you're like, like I just got. You know what I'm saying? I just got a land around. I promise you, bro. Like, but, man. Think and grow rich by napoleon hill okay but um i ain't gonna lie like and i'm gonna go with this one it's one uh it's one but i was gonna say but i ain't gonna lie and the reason i'm gonna go with this one is only because um one time i was with my homie jay one who actually got a banger out right now mm. and we was going to the studio and I, just, I literally i'm deciding all this right now as we speak so um I am gonna go with this one because me and Jaywon went to the studio. It was his studio session. So he ended up going out to this place in Fenton, Michigan. It's like right by Flint. We went to some random dude house to record. <laughs> I ain't never met this guy. Never seen this guy again since. And it was in the basement of his house, but the dude had like Grammys and shit. The dude was like super solidified, certified, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing like, man, this dude, this dude cool. And I, he had a book show. And I'm looking on this bookshelf and I'm just looking at everything. And I'm like, damn, this book just caught my eye. And I was like, damn, that's a dope book.
0: Uh-huh. So I
1: just sat down while Jay were working and recording and I just started reading through it and shit. And look at all them highlights I got in there now.
0: Yeah, you and were studying like, that thing.
1: And I'm like, at the end of the session, we've been over for like five, six hours. Oh, that's a good book, homie. Like, really? He like, yeah, you did. You were over there nose deep in it. It sure is. Take it.
0: Uh-huh. That's what's up. And I
1: was like, "Damn!" And that book, and this book, taught me a lot, bro. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay. By Stephen Who... Co- Stephen Covey.
0: Dope. For sure, my dude. Listen, man, before you before you go, man, please tell the listeners, man, give out your socials, whatever website, things you things you're working on.
1: Uh, yes, sir. And what what episode did you this is gonna be?
0: This is episode twenty four, man.
1: Rest in peace, Kobe. Mamba yeah. mentality always.
0: No doubt, man. Yes, Kobe sir. Bryant, man. He, the, it was amazing to see, you know, when he passed away. Um, and by the way, it's been three years, man. Uh, January 26th, I believe he passed away 2020, man. The the impact he had on, on hoopers all over the world at, at every level, yep. every level, yep. whether it was fucking middle school hoopers, professionals, yep. college hoopers, street ballers, you know what I mean? Yep. Like at every level, yep. women, men, you know what I'm saying? He had such an impact, a strong impact on the game, man.
1: Rapping, rapping in Italian.
0: <laughs> yes, sir, rapping in Italian. T- Yo, he had a, such a strong impact on the game of basketball, and he was a great ambassador mm-hmm. of the game, man. And uh, his Tragic Death, man. That was yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. It hit me
1: too, man. Yeah. But definitely, definitely. Yeah. Rest um, in peace, Kobe. R-I-P definitely grateful for Kobe, for bro. Sure, man. Yep. For sure. yep. Yeah, yeah. 24. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Um, My name is A-Dub a.k.a. Gaudier you can reach me at uh, mainly Instagram. I'll be on IG. Just reach out, man. Gaudier, G-A-W-D-I-E-R. Gaudier, like Gaudier, because I'm oh, from God. the D. You understand me? I ain't got them on right now, so I'm chilling. <laughs> but um, but definitely, um, mainly there. And then um, keep up to date. You'll be seeing all the microgreens, all of the new cannabis uh, lines coming. What's the IG for the that? You told coming. me you had
0: an IG for that, too.
1: Yes, I, Apple Tree Farming apple tree farming yep. Yeah. Sure. and look into that get that a follow and get ready for what's to come on there is no everything's getting revamped it's all new everything and it's and you'll learn a lot about micro greens going forward with us follow us all right
0: no doubt no doubt yo i'm gonna have the i'm gonna have all the info down in the description man y'all follow my brother thank you. and uh, thank you thank yeah, you yeah man this is this is a good one
1: vital Hoofs, my brother good to have you hey, duh. Fernando, thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you. Oh, I just dropped that, and you already know because we stay lit, my dude. No, <laughs> thank no you, doubt. bro. have a good
0: one. <laughs> you already know, man. Peace.
1: <laughs> yes, sir.
0: Peace. Yes, 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 y'all. Thank you for rocking with us. Uh, thank you to my man A Dub. Uh, listen, another great one, and uh, please make sure you follow him on IG and check out what he's working on. Uh, thank you for witnessing. Uh, you know, his hood fairy tale. You know, amazing story. My brother was good catching up. So, listen, everybody, please continue to spread the word. Vital Hoops is for the culture. You know, follow, like, subscribe. Um, you know, share it on social media. You know what I mean? Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you to those who have been doing this, who've been, you know, spreading the word. Uh, the Vital Hoops community is growing. And uh, that's it. We're going to keep rocking. For the culture, we out. Peace.